Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here in Monte Carlo for the Rendezvous de Septembre. For AM Best TV, I'm Richard Banks. And I'm joined now by Charles Mathias, who's Group Executive Director and Group Director of Underwriting for Fidelis Insurance. Charles, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So Charles, it's a very different uh, operating environment now from the last time that we all gathered in, uh, in Monte Carlo. Um, what lessons can the reinsurance industry learn from the last three, or three years? I think really the largest lesson that we can learn is about having real clarity around the product that we're selling, what coverage are we giving, and making sure that when we sell a product to a client that we are specific about what it does and does not cover, and that on our own behalf that we are clear about how that prog product aggregates, uh, what kind of limits we can sell. And I think that's true of whether it's cat risk, pandemic risk, or now as we're seeing with conflict, uh, you know, with war and political violence, we've got to have real clarity around what we're selling and how we aggregate. And I think that's been the big lesson of the last couple of years. And that speaks, I guess, to the relationship between underwriter, broker and client. How has that developed, do you think? The way that we worked during COVID um, has, it allowed us to carry on working, it allowed us to carry on servicing our clients, but it has real limitations. And we've been very, very clear that we think we work best as an organisation at Fidelis when our people are in the office communicating to each other. You know, we're not just selling widgets, we're trying to develop new products, hone and refine products. And that needs collaboration between not just underwriters, but actuaries, the claims people, the compliance people, the wordings team, the legal team. So it needs a lot of collaboration. And that really does need people working together in one place. And I think what we're seeing here this week is that there is a real appetite for face-to-face -face meeting, for the ability to sit down and talk with your client and your broker and your underwriter and have the discussions that help us develop what we offer. So people are starting to talk now in terms of a, a genuine hard market. And a lot of people won't have experienced a hard market before. You guys obviously very experienced uh, people you will have done. What kind of surprises might we expect to see? I suppose every hard market is different in a way. Um, you're right, we do. We have a great deal of experience. We have a great deal of grey hair and no hair. Um, you know, Richard's been, Richard Brindle, our CEO, has been in this market for 38 years now. I'm not far behind. Um, and that experience really is valuable, I think. When you've been through those big dislocating losses like Hurricane Andrew, uh, like the World Trade Center, like Katrina Rita Wilmer, which have shifted perceptions of risk, I think that's a really valuable experience. And, you know, the market clearly is hardening. I thought it was quite revealing that in the sort of pre-conference announcements from the major brokers last week, you know, Aon, Guy Carpenter, Gallagher, Howden, that they're all representing the same message, which, you know, this is going to be a tough market to navigate. <clears throat> so I think that's quite unique. I think then also you will perhaps see, uh, and I know there's been some talk about it here, that 
perhaps like after Andrew and, and World Trade and Katrina Rita Wilmer, will you see the disaggregation of all risk covers for natural cat into single parallel uh, covers where, to the, my first point, there is real clarity with the client about what you're selling them, how it attaches. So I think that that's something certainly that is in the air here. And then I think, you know, as I say, there are always surprises. This hard market seems more to be driven by a lack of profits than a lack of capital, but it is very evident talking to the bankers here that there is no capital waiting to come into the market in any in any meaningful capacity. And that, that also, I think, is driving this understanding that demand will be rising, supply is flat or down because of the impacts of, of uh, investment returns, and that therefore this is going to be a tough market to, to manage. So the role of investors and providers of capital is, is crucially important. You've given us a sense there of, of some of the conversations that you're having. What, what other sense do you get about investor appetite for insurance risk? I think on the, on the natural catastrophe side, I think that investors have somewhat lost confidence that we as an industry actually know what we're doing that we you know the industry as a whole placed a reliance on modeling outcomes and used that as a substitute for underwriting and it's led to you know some horrifically bad results on reinsurance over the last several years and i think from an investor point of view you know, the, the model was what underpinned their willingness to invest. Great, you know, it's not, a, it's not a correlated investment class, so it doesn't match the economic cycle, but it still has to make money. And I think there's a real feeling with a lot of investors that there's a scepticism about whether this industry really knows what, what product it's selling, how to aggregate it, what the frequency and severity um, dimension should be. And I think that's created a, a, a real dearth of interest in the sector at the moment. And I think until we repair that confidence, I don't think there's going to be a, a ton of money waiting to come in. So it's interesting, we've heard a lot about people rebalancing their underwriting portfolios, perhaps shifting away from, from some of the more heavily modelled risks into, into risk areas that are perhaps less heavily modelled. How, how does that tie in with that, that point about investor confidence? Uh, scarily, I think, is the answer. Um, I think it's well known that, that Fidelis, we are highly sceptical about things like cyber. Uh, as Richard is always saying, you know, we've had a, a whole series of people come and talk to us and smart people come and talk to us about cyber risk and how they think about aggregation. Uh, and tail risk scenarios. And it's very evident that there is no consensus around what the tail risk scenarios are, uh, what the systemic risk calculation should be. And our view is, you know, if you don't understand your tail risk, how do you price for it? Uh, so we're, we're skeptical about that area, but at the same time, we do think it is absolutely vital that as, um, 
businesses, corporations, the value of their business doesn't sit in bricks and mortar any longer. It sits in intellectual property. It sits in their economic risk. That that we do develop products that address that risk, um, and you know we're constantly trying to innovate around you know asset protection, around intellectual um, property protection working very closely with our brokers and but there is a lot of client demand for that but we think again it's about structuring a product where you are very clear about what coverage you are selling to your client uh, before you step into those areas. Charles thank you very much indeed for joining us. It's a pleasure thank you for having me. For AMBest TV I'm Richard Banks. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.